Welcome back to Thinking About It. I'm Bob McGregor here with Dave Barker from Heritage and uh, our permanent host here with me on Thinking About It. And uh, Dave, we're going to think today about hell, Um, not just as a theological uh, construct, but in terms of as ministers of the gospel, we're preaching for the most part to the redeemed. Uh, At at what point do we make something of hell? How, How should it factor into um, our discipleship ministry, even our preaching ministry. Um, I'm reminded of many verses in the Scripture that are inescapable for us, like Psalm 119, 120, uh, where David says, My flesh trembles for fear of you, uh, and I am afraid of your judgments. And I understand the fear of the Lord, the awe of the Lord, but there's the terror of the Lord. There is the, the um, just the existence of this place of torment, the scripture describes as hell. And many times we're, we're tempted to appeal to people in this way, your life will be so much better if you come to Jesus. Mm-hmm. Uh, your marriage will be so much better. And, and let that be the honey that draws in. We're not as inclined today, especially, I know I deal with this, uh, to appeal to the fear of the Lord and to remind people that uh, you have a lot to gain, but you also have uh, a tr- uh, something that you want to escape from, which is hell. And how, what are we, how are we thinking about that? How prevalent should hell be, the fear of the Lord, in our preaching ministry, in our discipleship ministry, in our evangelistic strategy? Yeah, I think it has to be part of what we're doing and saying because it's part of Scripture. And, of course, the classic is Jonathan Edwards is a fearful thing to fall into the hands of the living God. Uh, and, by the way, if you listen or read to that whole message, we pick out that phrase, but many of us haven't read or seen or, or seen or heard that whole message. <laughs> it really is um, intense mm-hmm. um, and perhaps uh, a little bit over the top. But to answer your question, I think... If we are, if you and I or pastors, preachers, are expository preachers, um, the issue of hell is just going to emerge naturally in our preaching. And we, we can't be really accused of running there in order to focus on it or not run there and skip it. Now, and Bob, I remember you preaching a couple of passages, a couple of texts out of Matthew 24 and 25. I listened to those, watched those online. And yeah, you had to, that was the text. And you worked with the text and you brought out its, its power. And, uh, but it was done through expository preaching. So I think the first step, and I think there are others, and I do think we need to talk about it in, in a more of a systematic theology, maybe mm-hmm. in a Bible study or something like that, or a small group. But the, I think the first step is simply to walk through scriptures in an expository preaching kind of way, and those things are going to emerge. I have people who uh, want me to preach, for instance, more on the second coming of Christ. And I'll say, well, as an expository preacher, I just, it's not there yet. I'll get there when I get there. And, you know, I know that this is the hope of every believer. um, And somehow it should be more frequent in our thinking. 
But when we think about the doctrine of hell and the fear of the Lord, do we wait? I mean, I think you're right. It, it is in the scripture and you'll, you'll get it eventually. But is, is that the only way that we deal with it? Is it the only time that we're thinking about hell is when it occurs in the course of expository preaching? Yeah, and, and as I said, I think that's, that's the yeah. ground level, right? That's kind of where you start. Right. But then, you know, we are obligated to present the gospel, and uh, that's part of our job is to announce the good news. Well, the good news is said in contrast with bad news. And so, yeah, there is a heaven to be gained and a hell to be shunned. And to talk about only one versus the other, either way, is inappropriate and unbalanced. So at the moments that we have that opportunity to actually talk about the gospel, share the gospel, share with our people what the gospel is, like the whole business of, you know, the phrase I like a lot is Paul being transferred from the kingdom of darkness to the kingdom of God's dear son. And, and you, you embrace that wonderful positive notion of being uh, to be brought into the kingdom of God's dear son. But we have to talk about what we're being brought from and what that notion of the kingdom of darkness is. And the kingdom of darkness is not just... Uh, the unbelieving world. It is the unbelieving world and everything that underlies all of that, including the prince of the power of the air, including the reality that under underlying all of that is this thing called uh, eternal separation from God in a place that is described in very apocalyptic language mm-hmm. as fire and brimstone, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And torment. Would you agree that at, at one point in our culture, people were more responsive to a message like that. And today, it almost is a non-starter. As soon as you, you mention hell, it's like Paul in Athens. As soon as he mentioned the resurrection, they stopped listening. Some didn't, mm-hmm. but they stopped at that point. And I, I sometimes think as soon as we talk about hellfire and brimstone, people tune you out. And so maybe we don't mention it. Well, I think if they tune, they tune us out... Uh, that's on them, not on us. And our task is to present the, the complete gospel, both the negative and the positive, and irrespective of the recipients. We want to do it in a gentle way. We want to do it pastorally. We want to do it in a loving kind of way. Um, and maybe some of the language of the, of the past has been a little bit over the top. Jonathan Edwards, perhaps an example of that. Um, but to, to say that... Um, because people are not going to respond to it, we don't talk about it anymore. I think it's irresponsible mm-hmm. on our part. So what would we say about hell? What, if we have a theology of hell, a category of hell, and we're, we're mindful that for some people it means different things, mm-hmm. right? What, what, is, what, is it, what is safe to say? There are, there are opinions, right, that vary, but at the very core, uh, what can we say with confidence about hell? Um, that is true and that is um, appropriately terrifying? Well, I think the first and foremost thing... What makes is it, it hell? Yeah, it makes it's eternal separation from God. Some people like that idea. That, it's, that we're, I am going to be eternally separated from God? Yeah, because I don't like God. Well, um... Right, I don't, want, I don't want anything near, I don't want to be near him. I want to be somewhere far away from him. Then I think we have a task to try and help those people understand... First of all, ask why they don't like God 
And maybe we need some work to do on explaining that God is, in fact, a God of love, a God of goodness, a God of grace, and a God of mercy and compassion. And there's obviously a biased reading of the text where they've gone to the genocide text or the very difficult, hard text. And uh, we need to bring somehow bring those folks into a, a place where there's more of an acceptance of the full nature of, of who God is. So that's, that's where you got to start. But fundamentally it's eternal separation from god Mm -hmm. and um then once we get into the various you know descriptions of what hell looks like uh eternal it's a place of torment place of it's 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 not a not a nice place um you know i i i think we have to i I there are metaphors believe, for it. Yeah, there are metaphors. I do believe that it, it, it exists, mm-hmm. that there is something called hell. It's not a nice place. It's nasty. It's not a place that anybody would want to go to mm-hmm. or be part of. Mm-hmm. It is a rescue. Or the gospel is a rescue from that horrific mm-hmm. place. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it is the destiny of those who yeah. have not embraced the faith of Jesus Christ. You know, we... As a as a kid, I was impressed with with the the painfulness of hell. It was a piece of burning. You know, we all know what it's like to be burnt. Um, and I'm not saying that's not necessarily true, but I think that there's a greater pain when I think about hell. That's it's an existential hopelessness where you had an opportunity in the day of salvation and you said no, and you've got all of eternity to to wallow in that that pain, that, that that hopelessness. And you see it even in the land of the living before people uh, perish, where they are their their soul is vexed or they're in 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 a in a, a pain that I can't understand. Mm-hmm. Right? And people say I would I would rather cut my hand off than experience this pain. And maybe it's a mental illness or, or whatever, but I think we're mindful that there are certain agonies that people go through that are not physical. They're mental and they're spiritual. And to imagine all of eternity in that condition is, is, is worse than to think of eternity in a fiery furnace or something like that. I, I'll never forget reading C.S. Lewis's The Great Divorce. And that's exactly what he was after there, right? Uh, people on this mm-hmm. bus coming to this this place that was hard and harsh and angry and desolate, and and this kind of thing. even the grass was hard, the water was hard, and you know I'm not sure what all of Lewis's theology was is in that book, but the whole notion that other than one or two people, they maybe only one person, they all got back on the bus. And went back to the place of being totally distant from each other in this gray pall of isolation and despair and hopelessness and that kind of thing. And I, I just remember reading that thinking, well, yeah, we can look at the metaphors of fire and brimstone and burning and that kind of thing. Um, but this was much more, mm-hmm. in my mind, devastating mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. as to what this thing might be. So I, I found that his, his writings on that, his, that, The Great Divorce was really helpful for me, and, and I picks, it picks up on a lot of the things that you just said. You know, the, uh, the story of Lazarus, right, and the rich man. He, the rich man is in torment, and we understand that. But I find it interesting that he, in that state of torment, 
his greatest concern seems to be for that of his brothers. Yeah. I don't want them to come to this place, you know, and uh, I can't do anything about it. Lazarus, can you, can you help me out here? And I just think that that's um, an aspect of hell that we don't, we don't think too often about. You're in a place where you don't want your loved ones to go and whatever it takes to spare them from that. Have you, uh, how often, we have three minutes left, Dave. Uh, how often uh, have you preached a sermon on hell? What was your experience? Um, can you recall? Or well, Probably not enough. <laughs> well, it's tough. Uh, yeah, it's not, it's not a happy place to go to, right? But I, I tended to work off the expository preaching model, and when it came up, I, I dealt with it. Um, I probably should have worked harder at other kinds of contexts to talk about it. I did some, I did some systematic kind of late systematic theology stuff in the church, mm-hmm. in the various churches, a couple of churches I pastored in, and uh, we would cover and we would give one session over to talking about that and what it means. Most of the time, it was a discussion of what, it, like, what, what, what kind of a place it was, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and and I think that's important to think about and to talk about and and the actual physical mm-hmm. reality of what it is. And I think I, we need to. We need to talk about those kinds of things. We need to talk about the various views of hell and how people have have uh, viewed it. But I I think if I, I failed in, in my pastoral ministry, it would have been talking about it more pastorally mm-hmm. in kind of in the kind of the ways we're talking about it mm-hmm. right now. We can, we can have our views on hell and, and what, what it is. But the reality is it's separation from God. It is not a nice place. It is something like, as you said, right. we would not want anyone to yeah. go there, not just ourselves, but anyone else. And, it, and it's something from which we have been saved. Ex- oh, so when we man. worship God, it's energized by this truth that we have been spared all of that. And in place of the darkness, we walk in light. And I think that the degree to which we appreciate our sin and our peril um, just makes the grace of God that much more beautiful. And so for that reason, I think it's good for Christians to learn what the Scripture says about hell. If for no other reason, to give thanks to God that we're not going there by his grace. Yeah, that's right on. Well, Dave, we are out of time. Good thing, because it's hard to talk about this. But uh, if you're listening to this uh, and you're a preacher, just be faithful to the Word of God, the entire text of God. Uh, preach the whole Word. Let God deal with the the naysayers and the people who call you a thoughtless seed picker like they did Paul, but there will always be some uh, who resonate with the truth of God's word. So until then, uh, I'm Bob McGregor with Dave Barker. Thanks for thinking about it with us. God bless you. 